Got it, got it. All right. Teeny, what do you want for Valentine's Day? Hold on, Sherry, one second. Wait, would you like? Get you one thing for Valentine's Day. A potato. You got it. It's a John Curley Sherry Elliker show, starring Sherry Elliker and Florence Anderson and the teeny tiny little dummy. I guess what I'm trying to do is get you to fight over me, you and Teeny Tiny. Especially on this Valentine's Day, Sherry. You know, I since I um, since I'm the bigger person, literally and physically, I'm going to let Teeny win this one. I'm going to let Teeny dress up in a gorilla suit, take you anywhere she wants to go. I'm going to let her. She can uh, win the day. How do you like All that right. for being chair? By the way, let's do a quick check. Where are we? Take the music out because this could be really sad. Please, Andrew. It's been two hours since we checked last. Gift from Trevor. <laughs> Not home yet. <laughs> Not home. Learn some economics. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is eight oh seven here. What time mm-hmm. is the ball closed? Is there still a mall? <laughs> Where is he? You could run into a Seven Eleven and get one yep. of those chocolate Cho- roses. Chocolate roses. Yes. <laughs> that would work. By the way, leave it to NPR, uh, government-supported radio, to talk about how dark this day is for everybody. The dark origins of Valentine's Day. Supposed to celebrate romance and kissy, kissy face and all this other stuff. But apparently, let's not forget all the all the bloodshed and human sacrifices that went along with it. Bunch of bum everybody out. Well, why, why? Do you really think NPR has a has an angle on this or has a position on Valentine's Day? I mean, I don't think they do. It's talk radio. Conservatives, you're supposed to bash NPR any chance you okay. get. Go ahead. Okay. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So NPR spells out the origins of Valentine's Day. The Romans uh, were were the first people to really kind of celebrate it or set it up. They killed a goat uh-huh. and a dog, and they whipped women with their hides. Um, they were drunk and naked, and then I guess uh, Emperor Claudius II executed yep. two men, and then they both were I, – I don't remember if they were both named Valentine on February 14th, or maybe they got them confused with someone, but in some way these two men <laughs> were executed, and it became Valentine's Day because of their martyrdom, and the Catholic Church – thought it was a good idea. They also considered it St. Valentine's Day in the Middle Ages. Um, they had, you know, made their, their cards out of, like, little weird things, and then it was romanticized by Shakespeare. <laughs> and uh, in 1913, they had Hallmark cards. They started to get a little bit more elaborate. And now today, mm-hmm. in 2023, everybody except for my husband, Trevor, uh, spending about twenty six billion dollars on uh, on Valentine's Day presents. That's up from twenty three billion just last year. Wow! And they charge you a ton for roses. Learn some economics. Doesn't work. He learned some economics on the whole thing. By the way, you did sugarcoat it. So apparently, Valentine, um, as the temple priests were beheading him uh, there in Rome. Wow, took his head off. Who's the second guy? I don't remember this. I the second guy get caught up in all of that. But yeah, then at Valentine's Day, St. Valentine, in order to uh, differentiate him from the others. Yeah, so the dark sides of Valentine's Day. Just think about that while you're having a romantic dinner. He is the patron saint of beekeepers and epilepsy.
So if you're an epileptic beekeeper, this is your day. Those, those things, those things could be very different, tragic if they collided. Right, you're there. You're changing the hives or yeah, whatever, and, and, all this. and you got yeah, yeah. that not yeah. good. The bees would be a little scared. But it's nice to know that this is also the day that uh, they want you to turn in your X. What town is this in? This has got to be down south somewhere, is it? Yeah, it's Stanislaus County. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. Turn your spouse in do on Valentine's Day. you have that special ex Valentine that you'd love to do something special for? Have they missed a court date? Do they have a warrant out for their arrest? Are they wanted for auto theft, domestic violence, or drugs? Are they a fugitive from justice? Did he steal your heart? Did he steal your credit card? Did he steal your tabletic converter? Boy, do we have an offer for you. If you call the number on your screen right now, your ex-Valentine may be eligible for an all-inclusive minimum one-night stay in one of Stanislaus County's finest overnight accommodations. We have teams standing by waiting for your call now. Tom, tell them how it works. Sure thing, Dave. But first, did he forget to give you a ring? Don't worry. We have a ring for you. Our specialized hospitality team. I guess that's a, those must be handcuffs. We'll come to his door just to pick yep. him up. I can't believe he didn't buy her a ring. I know, Dave, but at least he gets some custom bracelets. Your oh, ex-Valentine will have their own yeah. personal chauffeur to drive them to their deluxe accommodations. Wow, Tom, that's door-to-door service. You bet it is, Dave. Yeah, the guys are both dressed as, well, they're both sheriffs. Both so specialists would be in right here, wouldn't they? But not this one. There's definitely more. Tell them what's next, Dave. I sure will, Tom. Once you're... Name the two guys. Um, Tom the and two guys. Valentine has reached our deluxe accommodations. They'll be immediately Comedy. scheduled for a photo shoot with one of our professional photographers. This is a okay, little visual. It's Lieutenant Dave silence, you gotta give up. Tom yeah. Letras. Here's a Valentine's Day question for you, Sherry. Okay. A uh, guy proposes to you, gives you the ring, and then one of you call it off. Let's say he calls it off. Do you uh-huh. have to give the ring back? Yes, I would give the ring back. You I call it off. You, you wouldn't yeah. want the ring. No, I mean, that's if he calls it off, I wouldn't want his ring. And then if I call it off, I certainly would feel very badly keeping his ring. He could give it to somebody else the next day. Oh, that's very big of you. Mm-hmm. What about you? What would you do? Um, avoid the ring in the first place. <laughs> that's a given. But would you would you expect the ring back? Uh, if I gave a ring and then the then the engagement got called off, but I expect the ring back. I would expect it back. I think that's kind of the right thing to do. Would I be disappointed if I didn't get it back? No. I would expect that the, that goes away. Then just the romance of it and you get the thing back. No. I would just let him keep the ring. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Shaboom. Shaboom. <laughs> uh, Nick has been proposed to five times. Six times. How many times did you get the ring back? All times. Okay, just checking. There we go. Just checking. Yeah, that's She's important. She can hear me. That's important. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you do give anybody a box of candy, um, uh, that big heart-shaped candy, which is an odd gift. It's like, hey, here's 37,000 calories. Go at it, 
right? The the big the the red box that's got all the chocolates in it. Um, which I don't know how they ended up at our house. My dad wasn't very romantic, but I guess my mom would give herself the present, and then we would always punch holes in the bottom of each chocolate to figure out if it's a good one or not. And then if you couldn't tell, you take a bite and then toss it back in there. I think we've all seen that, haven't we? The holiday, the Valentine's gift that's got half-eaten chocolates. Well, yeah, I mean that 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 does happen. But these big boxes, um, they don't really have a lot of chocolates in them. It's something mm-hmm. called slack fill, and it's not shrinkflation. You know, shrinkflation is where they are actually giving you less product for the same amount of price. This yeah. is where they have an oversized box or something that looks really good, but when you get to the product itself, there's not much there. So mm-hmm. if you look at the Whitman sampler, if you look at the Russell Stover's thing, um, you get this big box, which is about seven ninety nine or so. It's about nine inches wide, but there are only 11 candies in it. What? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a federal law that says you're not allowed to have unnecessary or non-functional empty space in packaging because it's deceiving. You get this big box, you expect it there to be all filled with chocolate, and you don't get it. But this one doesn't fall into that category. Um, The prices are up 9.4% than a year ago. And Mm -hmm. they, for a while... They were really trying, the chocolate industry was trying to regulate itself a little bit. So they started uh, decreasing the calorie counts. And now they're saying about, because you mentioned all the, the how high, highly caloric this gift yeah. would be, about 85% of chocolates now come in packages containing 200 calories per pack. Hmm. Uh, would that satisfy you? What does Trevor need to walk in the door with? A little bit of romantic music under this one, Andrew. So Trevor comes in, it's 8 o'clock now, where you are, he walks in the door. What would pass muster with you if it was a Valentine's gift of some sort? Hmm, I'm pretty easy to please. Um, I don't really, I'm going to set myself up for this one. I don't really like Valentine's Day that much. (laughs) I mean, I don't really... It doesn't mean that much to me. It is sort of invented. I did when I was a teenager, and we, you had boyfriends and things like that, and it was really symbolic. And if they didn't do anything, then you'd be really mad at them, and it was a big, uh, you know, a big test. But now, yeah. eh, you know, because if you buy, let's say you buy a dozen roses yesterday or mm-hmm. last week, they would cost fifty bucks, maybe. Yeah. Today they cost ninety, so I, I'm just a little too practical. I don't, I don't need anything. What would be your perfect Valentine's gift for you? Uh, if to if get, Miriam not Claire to had agreed, if Miriam Claire had agreed to go with me to which is <laughs> right. River Cafe. Well, when Trevor shows up in the gorilla suit, if I, if listen, if I disappear, if he comes home, like say, you know, in twenty minutes, right? I'm not going to say you, I have another half somewhere. hour. I'm going, okay? Just to be clear, I am going. Got it. Uh, Nikki Haley gave a Valentine's Day gift to um, anybody that wanted her to run for office. She has declared that, you know what? This is it. I'm making my big announcement. I am running for president of the United States. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. 
It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Getting visual, getting visual. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. going to have to uh, probably slip onto a slightly more comfortable shoe because she's got a little bit of dancing to do because she has to be able to get around the fact she said if Donald Trump runs, I won't run. Well, Donald Trump is running, so Nikki Haley's got to eat a little bit of crow on that one. She jumps in there. Uh, DeSantis is, hasn't declared yet. Donald Trump has declared. So Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, and most likely Rick uh, DeSantis. Uh, I also saw that Senator Scott is contemplating mm-hmm. and perhaps could be making that announcement soon. So the field for Republicans begins to grow. I really wish women would stop doing things like that, talking about you know, making those kinds of references. I, I really think it's unnecessary. I think it demeans them somewhat. It's better in heels. Lipstick on a pig. Why don't they just be a candidate? Yeah. Would you give her a look? I don't know much about her. Um, I, I like her. She seems like she's very competent. She seems like she's was a good governor. Um, Donald Trump came out. Yeah, I, I, I like her. Um, she, he came out. He actually was uh, not terribly upset, even though he did admit. I said, even though Nikki Haley said I would never run against my president. He was a great president, the best president in my lifetime. I told her she should follow her heart and do what she wants to do. I wish her luck. Yeah, I saw a piece in the National Review today saying that uh, Biden will win again. Mm. Good Lord. Good Lord. Even though his numbers are bad, the inflation numbers came out in January, uh, and it is not good news um, that uh, wages continue to decrease. Inflation has dropped just a little bit. The, the volatility of the gas a number and the food number, those move around a lot, but just overall inflation still stays as a stubborn reminder we could possibly slip into a recession and wages are decreasing. So these are numbers that go counter to everything that we heard from Biden when he basically used the State of the Union address to be able to talk about all the things. It was a campaign. I'm running for president. How he should have started his State of the Union address, and they're going to do a whole bunch of great stuff. Federal government's going to get in there and stop those nasty resort fees that you're charged <laughs> when you go to a hotel. I mean, to me, it's like, wow, what what else will the government not do for us to get rid of those nasty fees? Plus, also when it comes to the fees, if you have your, you have, let's say, you have a, a hundred bucks in your your checking account and you have an automatic withdrawal that goes out every month, but then you go ahead and buy a pair of shoes. So now you are running the deficit. So the bank charges you a fee because you have overdraft. The government wants to cut that down to just 8% uh, overdraft fee as opposed to where it is right now. That's the federal government coming in there to help you, what, better understand that if you only have 100 bucks and 90s coming out automatically, you can't afford the $80 shoes. What they won't do for us there in Washington, D.C. So 
Sad but true. Um, Jacob, are we doing what at? Oh, M and M's. Oh, the M and M's commercials. Yeah. Oh, good. Plus, also Mars and Wrigley uh, fined by the uh, OSHA. OSHA. OSHA, right for the workers. Oh, the guy, the two people that were lucky enough to fall into the giant vat of chocolate. Right. <laughs> well, it was it was a scary situation. I, 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 I don't give away too okay. much. All right. John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show. Write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Go in the state briefing text line, one 973 What song was that leading up to, Andrew? This is the Love Boat theme, John. Oh, that's right. Love. Exciting and new. Exciting and new. I'm aboard. We're expecting I'm you. I'm aboard. We're expecting you. And love. Life's sweetest reason Let it flow It floats back to you you. That was sort of a risque show when I was a kid You watch that? And if your parents would let you stay up If you were sneaking in the other room and watch them Love American Style Love American Style was... The raciest show, and that came on kind of late, like around ten thirty or ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, you're like, ooh, wow, look what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that, Andrew. Thank you for flashback there. Love in the air. So, uh, M&M's uh, commercial that uh, I don't know how much money they spent on this thing, but apparently people didn't get it, didn't get the joke, or thought it was dumb, or. I find that people don't understand humor are the first ones who go, that was dumb. And you get angry when you don't get the joke. Here's a little bit of it. who I think is very funny. I'm sort of surprised that, I mean, I'm sure she made a lot of money, but uh, I'm sort of surprised she signed off on this because it was it was pretty dumb. Remember, they started this out as a strategy. They teased this a few weeks ago when they said, we're retiring the spokes candies because we're buckling under the pressure of some of these conservative pundits who said that we had gone woke. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to toss out the spokes candies and we're going to put in Maya Rudolph as our spokesperson. Then Maya mm-hmm. Rudolph comes in. She does these commercials as if they've changed the names to Ma and Ya instead of M and M and mm-hmm. they're filled with clams. Uh, then yeah. after the soup, after the big game, they yeah, then come back out and say the, Spokespersons are, they did a press conference. The spokes candies are back. It was oh, all a big joke. This elaborate strategy of leading up to the commercial is now kind of a regular thing with some of these products. Doritos mm-hmm. had a dance contest that it's the buildup of the big event, the big commercial. Yeah. This one fell flat, but people talked about it. Will it sell more they- M&Ms? Probably not. 
hear the M&M's coming back. I can't believe we were actually put on pause. Uh, am I anxious about being back? Does it seem like I am? I'm glad to be back because this is what I was made for. I mean, as a walking, talking candy, my options are pretty limited. Mm-hmm. So they said as a response to uh, the criticism from the right, they then put them on pause. Now are they back again, the all-inclusive candies? They didn't look like they had their their regular new outfits on. It looked mm-hmm. like at the press conference they were sort of dressed uniformly. I don't yeah. know that anybody talked about that. They didn't really say anything about whether or not they all um, have on white legs and white shoes instead of the boots and the other things that they had gotten criticized for. When it, when M&M's first came out and I sent Andrew the, the commercials from the early 50s and then 60s and 70s, it was all about the fact that M&M's melts in your mouth and not in your hands because moms that were doing the wash, the laundry didn't want to be dealing with, you know, messy candy. So that's what they sold you on that. You know, you can hold it in your hand longer than the regular candy, and you don't have to worry about it. And then we used to, as kids, we'd say, oh, melt in our mouth and then our hands, and you'd, you know, put an M&M in your mouth and see how long you could keep it in your mouth until the candy coating thing came off. Then they decided M&Ms wanted to make a big thing out of these characters, and then swept up in the whole wokey stuff. They came out with these. I don't think it was just, you know, Tucker Carlson and others. It was just a lot of people like, you know, I don't, don't, why are you doing that? Why are you making this whole thing about uh, feminism or racism or whatever else they sort of stuck in isms? They stuck in there to sell candies. They backed away, I believe, because I don't think it necessarily helped sales. Although M&M's does do pretty well when it comes to overall sales. It might be near the top when it comes to revenue. I saw that from 2017. I don't know what the numbers were after they decided they would make, you know, the. Uh, these candies to be more political that I'm going to assume they back away and they continue to back away. That's what Mars would end up doing. Um, but you know, listen, if, if it helps sales, if you think you're going to be able to sell more to wokesters than you will to uh, people that reject that kind of stuff, then go at it. But if you're trying to sell stuff, was it, was it Michael Jordan? Who was that said this thing about uh, reason I don't talk about politics is because uh, Republicans buy sneakers too. Mm-hmm. Is that Jordan? I forget who was that said that, but uh, smart smart words uh, uttered by uh, an NBA star. The uh, other thing that Mars has to deal with is the fact that they had some people working there and um, they were not trained properly and they were filling up a big vat of chocolate and not one, but two people fall in. I'd love to know how both of them fell in, right? The one falls in is the one's falling into the vat of chocolate reach over and grab the other part-time worker and you both go in together grab their leg is, and their leg came. <laughs> or one one fall in and start screaming the other one's like i'll save you and then they dove in as well our mars has been fined eleven thousand five hundred dollars because of the accident um and the strangest part of it is they had to cut a hole in the bottom of the vat to get them out and it wasn't even up to their necks i think it was like above their waist or something like that. But why Why not just pull them out of there? It's it's hard to say, but they were hurt. One had to be airlifted out. They, they, they were hurt. They were not regular Mars employees. They were from an outside contracting firm. They were doing some maintenance work, and uh-huh. they just happened to, to fall in. And 
maybe they cut the bottom uh, of the tank up because they're going to have to get rid of everything in the tank anyway once they fell in. Yeah. Well, they don't have to. You get special. It'd be a special edition of M&M's. <laughs> Biohazard M&M's? That's my candy. That's what I go to. I get the M&M's peanut. And by the way, I saw listed healthiest peanut or healthiest candies. I think it comes in number one or number two right underneath Snickers and then Reese's. Thank God. <laughs> that, those are the healthiest? Of candies. None of them are healthy, but at least the peanut gives you some protein. And the same thing with uh, Reese's. So why does M&M needs, M&M's need to advertise at all? We all know this candy. We all like it or don't like it. Why do they need to go to this much trouble? Why not reduce the price and advertise that and people would buy more and spend the money there? I don't know. I want to eat a candy that's really in touch with its feminism. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense for you. I'm, I'm kidding, Teeny. Teeny. Well, she only likes crazy. potato candy. What kind of candy do you like? <laughs> what kind of candy? What do you like, Teeny? Potato. Potato candy, all right. Mixing a little of this too. Hang on. We have a uh, Forever Twenty One, K Jewelers, uh, Blossom Florist, That's Purple Mattress right Showroom, Hemp House CBD. All right, now you got to uh, now you got a mailman song. You go right in the mailman space. song. See what you can do. See what you can do. See what you can do. Nice. Keeping everybody on the dance floor. I'm the mailman, as you can see. You can see. I'm Here goes the mailman with those letters. Teeny. Teeny, pull up the tube top. Teeny! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we'll get the letter of the day. First, take care of all the rest. Here we are on Valentine's Day. Ooh, look at the letters. Ooh, romantic. Oh, Valentine's Day 253. Happy Valentine's Day to my favorite show. Poor Jacob, all alone in the studio. Don't play any more of those sad love songs. I know, poor Jacob. Diet Coke head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, 206 says, Arctic foxes are monogamous, too. So am I, but not my wife. I hope she enjoys her Valentine's Day with her boyfriend. Uh-oh. Heidi and Renato says, sorry, John. Wait, Sherry, really? You're going to leave it? That, that's it? No comment? <laughs> Moving well, right on. I'm All sorry. Right, no okay. Maybe he could join Jacob in the studio. Uh, Heidi in Redondo says, sorry, John, with the cost of living these days, I can't afford to give you chocolates this Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. However, I can give you some leftover peeps from last Easter. I will enjoy them, 206. I bet Sherry would be ecstatic if Trevor came home with a pair of oven mitts that fit Sherry's colossal hands. Best Valentine's Day gift ever. Oh, boy. Uh, downtown, <laughs> 206. San- you right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. San Fran and Seattle need to learn you don't shaboom where you eat. Shaboom. Triscuits, Farmer Brown. You know, 
uh, what would go well with those Triscuits, John? Some government cheese. And then somebody else writes in 360 says, let's hear it for Triscuit rights. <clears throat> Absolutely. By the way, I finished the box today, Sherry. You'd be happy to know. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you finished it off. You didn't wait till you got on the air to finish it. <laughs> oh, I was. Do. <laughs> I'm timing it, it better. It went lodged sideways. Uh, school lunch. <laughs> Lolo in the 425. What's considered nutritious, according to them? 206 says, if criminals uh, can have free food, why can't our students? They're not criminals. They're just trying to go to school to, to have food and education. 360 says, there is no bullying. Students all key in their student ID, so no one is aware unless students share their share they are on free or reduced lunch. However, since this representative wants to be sure to use all the federal dollars, how about feeding elderly for free? They are more likely mm. to go hungry than school kids. All right. Teeny? And now it is time for the letter of the day. Letter of the day is chosen by that sexy little thing living in that pickle jar. Area Code 206. My first concert ever was Captain and Tennille, huge fan of their Butterscotch Castles album. You just brought back so many memories when you played Muskrat Love. Now I can't get that song out of my head. I'm so sorry. All right, well, listen, we, um, we'll do it again for you. Jacob, that's you. Your stomach's a little too close to the microphone. All right, uh, all let's do this. That's all she wrote. Let's do it again. Let's go from six to seven. Everybody in? Who's in? Everybody in? I'm in. Huh? I'll be here. Jacob? Yeah. Jacob's voice makes me sad. <laughs> I know, me too.